0: How great. God you. Church in the United States. Well, in 1973, it was better like that. What? Well, so, but with that being said, we be always someone who remembers something about it that it had come back. Um, but I stepped out of the fellowship hall and I walked over to the kitchen where I began thanking those that were working so diligently. bless you in Anyway, stopped there and spoke with him and said, thank you. Well, a gentleman, he stepped up aside, side. the gentleman was not a member of our church. He said, I've been looking for you. I was I'm the easiest guy in the world to find. He said, well, I want to ask you a question. I said, sure. And I figured, out. Put it out there. I believe that salvation is open and available to you all. And all you have to do is trust in the Lord God Almighty. If you will call upon Him. You will be saved. If you will repent and trust in Jesus, you can be a Christian. I believe that with all of my heart. It makes me unpopular, I know. With that being said, I'm expecting questions such as that. Or, did you use the King James only Bible? I get things like that too. And I revel in saying, versions as well. As I said, I thought fits best yeah, that translation. And incidentally, none of them are horribly wrong. All of them can use a little bit better and none of them can reflect those languages. drives us away from God. I off on a trail here. This man came up and asked a question. I was expecting a biblical question. Then he asked, me, did God ever speak to you? I so. Sure, sure. no. yeah, I believe He did. In fact, I know He did. I don't even want to get into the details of my calling in my salvation experience. Yet. I wanted to find out where He was because experience has taught me. Not everybody's asked you to say something to I said, I believe I have. How come you asked me? Well, you believe God is. telling me then that God had called them to create a particular design board. And I figured he was going to tell me this whole design board that had a special light in it, it was made so accurately. Uh, and I figured he was going to say, can we start getting donations for that, would you all be willing to pray about donations But I'm going to say, no. Uh I don't know, I'm not even going to table that. Um with that being said, he, he said up said God spoke to be about that God's what to our prophet. That guy wasn't a prophet either. Let me put it out there. If you're listening online this evening, Muhammad was not a prophet. He was a false prophet. Just like Joseph Smith was a false prophet. Let me just put something out there. told you to have ammunition when those Mormons knocked on your door. They're going to come to you and say, The angel Moroni brought to us the tablet that Joseph Smith translated into. Before he became the prophet of the latter day That means he was the guy that would call you in like a peddler would try to sell some of his wares. You know, come and get this, buy one get one free. One of those guys who did that for the carnival. You know, here ye here ye, come and look at the greatest attraction of the bearded woman, things of that nature. It's true, what he did, and he would make the attraction sound so great. They'll say that. Yes, the Book of Mormon is another gospel. And you need to take them to It's the a book of information. Chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, Though I or an angel from heaven teach unto you any other gospel than that which is already preached, let him be, and I'm going to be strong and but we don't translate well. Not in any version Let him be a anathema. Let him be cursed, we'll translate it. Let him be, well, they don't feel the anger of God. not in house. So next time you have some Mormons show up, there's some any that you can have with it. You say, what about Jehovah's witnesses? We'll save that for another week. Needless to say, though, they don't usually knock on my door, but I pray for that. Lord, let the Mormons knock on my door today. Let Jehovah's witnesses come to my door. They quit coming. They quit coming. So here we are, though, as we're looking into uh, verse 24. This gentleman that had uh, came and spoke to me, said I'm a Mormon, and then he began talking about the prophet, and he said, well, incidentally, uh, I want you to know that the 4th of July, obviously, you're supporting the force of July, you support the United States military. So, of course we do. Of course we do. Half our most of their families are deployed, children are now on the military, they've been in the military themselves. let me talk to you a little bit about how we feel about Alright, so that was one of my experiences uh, yesterday, and so a lot of things happened, and I have to be in prayer within that. Uh, let's go back to Psalm 31 and meditate on verse 24 here. Be of good courage. World and nothing that can happen to you or to your family that Father God does not already know about. Not one thing can ever catch you by surprise. Not one thing can catch you off guard. Take David's advice here. Be of good courage. And let me tell you something about King David just while we're at it. King David knows what it's like to have a country bearing their weight down upon him. Remember King Saul in the entire Some kind of traitor. and he ended up working over with the Philistines because he had nowhere else to go. David knew what it was like to say, "Nobody loves me, nobody cares." Yet he still writes, "Be of good courage." He your heart. And I want you to know, right here, you good courage. God will strengthen your heart. Right now, resolve your heart. Be of good courage. It what the Bible says. The Lord. It's not for just those that are hurting. It's not just for those who are going through something right now. It's for every Christian in the United States. Every Christian in God's kingdom right now. We need to start putting our hope in the Lord. Our hope isn't in Washington. Our hope isn't in the government. It isn't in money. It isn't in prosperity or faith. Our hope is in the Lord. Amen? We need to get back to that. Let's take a look at our next slide. David had a personal relationship with that's why, like that now, That's why you can write that down man. That's why you can say, take courage. Strengthen your heart. David had a personal relationship with God. And the Lord was David. He tells us in verse 3. The Lord was David's rock." The Lord was David's fortune. In verse three, and the Lord was David's strength. In verse 4. And those are the things we're going to look at this evening. We all have about 9 minutes left to finish this. The Lord was David's rock. The Lord was David's fortress. The Lord was David's strength. And those are the three things we're looking at. But what does it mean to have God as your rock? Do you have a rock in your house? When you were a child, did you have a pet rock? Some of you were taking the head of the amen. That was the best pet to have. You didn't have to feed it, amen. You didn't have to water it. You didn't have to brush it. And praise God, you didn't have to clean up after it unless you moved it or threw it somewhere. Well, I had a brother or sister, they were going to move it too, right? What does it mean to have God as your rock? And incidentally, if you would think about God as a rock, would something like that appear? the Would something like that appear in your mind's eye, something big, something huge, something immovable—that's the picture you need to have right there. Our God is unmovable. Let me tell you something about God: He doesn't change for anybody. He doesn't change for anything. He doesn't change for any reason. Incidentally, His will. Will be done, and that makes him a rock. And David started trusting in God as his rock. He was a firm foundation he could put his feet upon. Let's take a look at the next slide I went out of time First Corinthians 10 verse 4 gives us the Jewish mindset of what God as a rock is. Take a look at this right here. Remember, Israel was leaving Egypt, and Israel had moved to the desert forty years, and there was nowhere to drink, there was nowhere to have. There, all drank the same spiritual drink. So they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. Somebody once asked me, "Did they have to go back and back and back to the rock?" I want you to read what the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 4. The rock that followed them. Paul believed, whatever you believe, that the rock actually followed them to imagine that. The rock went where they went. Actually, if you want to know the truth of it, the rock was pushing them where they needed to go. The rock was pushing them where they needed to go. And I want you to know something. You might feel like you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You might feel like something bad's about to happen right now. But the rock is pushing you where you need to go. Trust in God. strengthen your heart. Be encouraged. Somebody say amen. Be encouraged in it. They all drank of the sacred rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. The rock was. So that means Jesus Christ is our rock. He was Paul's rock. David's rock, he's our rock. you got it in Psalm 31 there where David says the Lord is my rock. you got the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians saying Jesus is my rock. So what you need to start understanding tonight, Jesus Christ is our rock. Let's take a look at the next slide. God as our rock. What does it mean to have God as our rock? As our rock. I can think a lot of things about God. There was a wonderful country song that came out when I was in just out of high school just just under virgin graduate graduating, I can't remember what but it was called Welcome to Earth Third Rock from the Sun some of you were arguing in those days <laughs> how did you know what that was some will say Pastor how did you know what it was I was not a Christian at that time I'm just kidding but it was, it was a it was a phenomenal song it came out it took most of young people by storm they were singing everywhere they went Welcome to Earth, Third Rock, and Sun. And then a short time later, a television show came out called Third Rock. Now remember that right there. Welcome to Earth, Third Rock, and Sun. So what comes to your mind when you think of God as our rock? Well, there's a couple of things that can come to your mind when you think of God as a rock. Number one, you should think that you are staked to the rock. Now think about this for a second. And I hope that you grasp this for just a second. But some of us grew up with dogs. You ever grow up with dog in your house? you have a dog that if you opened the door that dog was gone like greased lightning and you had to go running up and down the street and you were calling for Bingo or Scooby or whatever the name of your dog was, right? You were hollering, Scooby, come here, whatever your dog's name was, up and down the street. Finally, when your dog got tired of running and was ready to come home to eat, he turned around and licked you like he did nothing wrong. And then you brought him home praising God as your dog came home safe and sound. Whole neighborhood was laughing because they did it just last week. It's true. And so you put your dog out in the backyard and you did what you didn't just let him run free. You was going to find, hey, there isn't a dog in the world that wants to run that isn't going to find whatever hole is in your fence. It's like water going to find the leak. So you take your dog in the backyard. A lot or leak, something of that nature. When you become a Christian, you need to understand that when you become a Christian, God is. think about that for a second. We're staked to our rock. And what does that mean? That means, yes, we may feel like we can't go so far in certain directions, but we need to start taking comfort in it like David said. David said, let your heart be encouraged because God's only going to let us go so far before He yanks the chain back and says, come back home, son or daughter. I don't know about you, but that makes me praise God. I'm staked to the rock. He won't let me go, and He won't let you go either. You might think about it like this. A balloon you know, you go to Dollar Tree, and you spend that $1.25 for it, and that little four or five year old kid loves it because it floats. And the moment they let go of it, what happens? Can I tell you something about God? He will never, ever let you go. You're staked to Him. No matter how hard you try to fly away, no matter how hard the wind blows, He will not let you go. You're well, Let's look at the next slide. Hebrews 6, 13, 20. As we look at our next of God was our rock. When God made us a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. We talked about that on a Sunday morning here recently in Abraham from Genesis 15. We talked a little bit about this saying, Surely blessing, I will bless thee, multiplying, I will multiply thee, and so after you take has taken me adored, he to to promise in the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater. abundantly to the heirs of the province is the ability of the council to fund it with an oath. Now by two immutable things, immutable means there is no disagreement. Immutable means you can't argue against it. It is something that is one hundred Says in verse 18 of the Hebrews chapter 6, two of them are that two immutable things, of which one is impossible for God to lie. God cannot lie. He does not tell fibs. He does not say oops. He doesn't say, Oh, I forgot. He doesn't say, I didn't see that one comment. No, it's impossible for God to lie. What does that mean for me and you? God is our rock. That means this: you can be encouraged that means you've got somewhere to go because he does not lie. And so if he doesn't lie, what word can we hold on to? What promise can we hold on to? Well, here's the promise that Abraham held on to. You are already ready. Show thee blessing, I will bless thee. Show thee multiplying, I will multiply thee. What does, what, does what does that mean for Christians? It means this? Are you ready? It means this. It means that if you will trust in the Lord your God, my Bible says, if you will, you will believe in Jesus Christ. In fact, I'm going to quote Jesus exactly here. He says, if you will believe, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that by believing you might have life eternal. Let's finish it all the way. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God cannot lie. And the question I have for you tonight is do you believe that? If so, you can take courage. That he is faithful, even when we're not faithful. He cannot lie. Let's look at one more slide quickly now. Look here at verse 19. This hope we have the an anchor. This is number two. One, he can't lie. And two, it's an anchor. The hope we have in God is an anchor. Boy, I don't have a long time to go love talking about that. We talked about being fake what it means that God keeps us from going too far to the right, too far to the left too far back, too far forward, he keeps us where we need to be at. Everything you said is there that I'm going for really wasn't an island, but was a coffee stand. Right? With that being said. was where the ship was going to end up, whether they liked it or not. They would drop that anchor into the harbor. And if that anchor caught a hold of the harbor, then no matter what would happen, the boat would be pulled into the harbor. And you've got to understand the picture that the author of the book of Hebrews is telling us the anchor will hold no matter what this world throws at you. All you got to do is get the anchor in Jesus. That's oh, the picture. And come and be a part of what God is It's a very interesting message called the Co- it. Actually. We have a lot of fun with that on Sunday morning. Let's pray that the fungus comes in Jesus' name. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus Christ that anchors us to the rock. Thank you, Lord, that your word tells us you cannot lie, and that your anchor will. Lord, it's something that it needs to do on the rock. And I pray, Father God, that you would give us a strength in our hearts, to encourage our hearts.